second place. I lost before feet. And today? I was, I was 700 pounds late because I didn't really know the weight of the tractor. And I was the first time I ever pulled her. And today. Today. Well, let's talk about today. <laughs> I put her in a 16,000 pound class. I put her into her gear. They were all 280, 291 was 310, maybe 312. And you were? I put her right at 370 feet right in the sand pond. The only mistake I made, I didn't put her right in the registration booth with the girl. <laughs>
you knew they were there. That's for sure. Um, always brought a crowd, ton of uh, exposure for fans. I mean, if you knew anything about pulling, you knew about the Boyds. Um, they've been doing it from pro stocks to minis to mods. Um, <clears throat> I think that's everything they've had. I don't know if they've had anything else. I think that's pretty well the only three they've really had. But yeah, they uh, you you. It's hard to talk about pulling the last. Well, say twenty plus years, without knowing that the Boyds were, you know, in it. Yeah, and their legacy is going to live on for a long, long time. I hope in Lucas Oil Stadium in Indianapolis, you can go sit in the seat of one of their old pro stocks. It's up on one of the mezzanines in the Lucas Oil um, you know, feature area. So, yeah, it's there. It's there at least, and it's there at least until twenty twenty seven. So awesome. you got a few years yet. Yep. So I did, and I, I did talk to uh, Austin this afternoon for a few minutes. Um, and, you know, he wanted to join. He And I asked him if he wanted to join. He said, I'd, I'd like to, but I've got commitments this evening. Um, He's but, probably watching Purdue basketball, knowing him. Uh, yeah, I, I would imagine playing. probably so. <clears throat> I don't even um, know if they're playing, but he loves Purdue basketball. Well, and then, and, and one thing a lot of people don't necessarily know about the Boyds is that they do actually have a sporting passion other than pulling. Um, basketball is it. Uh, and both Alex and Aiden, who are Austin's two younger brothers, um, are constant gym rats they're always in there shooting around um matter of fact when i talked to austin today tonight he was in the gym watching aiden play aiden's in seventh grade now alex just graduated um and that actually played into why they uh, why they got out of it um you know steve and greg both you know realized these are the youngest of the grandsons and there ain't no more and uh you know if they want to watch that and be part of that and be part and have the family be part of the, you know, the basketball playing um, or the sports period um, now or never, you know, I mean, Alex is done and he's, uh, I believe off to school. I'm not sure where, but if I had to guess, uh, I would say it's probably Purdue um, and Aiden's in seventh grade. So he's got a few more years left and I know he's uh, playing basketball or was earlier today. Um, but they wanted to rally around the family, and and I get that completely. Get that, yes. Um, and uh, you know the thing that I was um, that I was kind of left with after the conversation was um, there's that chapter in Ecclesiastes in the, in the first I don't know five or six verses, whatever Bob Dylan made the song about. Do everything there's a season, and the Boyds have changed seasons. Now it's focusing on home and family and business. You know, there's a, there's a lot of moves that, that are there to be made right now. Um, I know they're in the middle of uh, an expansion. I toured it when I was out there last. Um, and, you know, they're not stopping. Um, so, you know, are they done for good? Austin's crossing his fingers when he says yes. Um, I know, I know for fact, he said, he said he would like to get back into it. Um, but now's not the time. And so when the time is right, you'll see him back in there. Um, 
at least that's that's kind of where he's thinking right now. Um, what will he be in the seat of? I don't know. He's kind of addicted to the big horsepower. Um, but I remember having a chat with him one night uh, as we were walking through the shop. And uh, he said, I will own a pro stock one day. And uh, historians, you'll all correct me if I'm wrong. Um, but don't grandpa and dad both have titles? I believe that, yeah, I believe they do. So there would need to be a third generation of that. <clears throat> yeah, there, there's there's space in that uh, there's space in that trophy room for that to happen. Maybe a little bit. They might have to move some things a little. There's gonna, gonna have to move a couple things, but Austin, I think you're gonna you're gonna you're gonna slam down your helmet, your champ helmet in that row. Someday he'll uh, someday he'll end up with a backup Hillsboro belt buckle. So when that happens, Austin, we expect you to wear it to work. <laughs> Especially on days when dad's at the office because that'll just drive him nuts. And we'll find and we'll find out if you did or not, because I'll text Miles. Hey uh Poosh, we've got a spammer on here. Can you uh take care of that for us? Yeah. Oh awesome. Yeah, I'll fix that. Um so yeah, um if you're in the market for anything that the boys may have had as far as mods or um, haulers or anything. Greg says it's all for sale. So you could contact them. You could probably message them. I'm sure they're easy to get a hold of. If you're in the market, <clears throat> uh, top notch iron for sure. Top notch. Just keep an, keep an eye on like, you know, the Facebook polling pages and stuff like that because it'll end up up there too. Yep. So um, yeah. I did, I was, Austin did tell me they are keeping the Metos dealership. So yes, that's the distributor for that. So that, yeah. If you're wondering about so, that, that stays. But Austin told me the toughest part for him is he doesn't know what he's going to do during the summer. He says, Ryan, I literally have zero hobbies. He says, my hobbies make 10,000 horsepower. Yeah. So he's going to have to figure something out. Maybe he'll take up golf. If well, he's anything like me, he'll hate it talking you know we were talking about the sports and stuff basketball used to be a um a winter sport now it any of those basketball if, if kids want to do it it's not a problem you can do it year round and it's like yep. i said they're uh they're only little once and you gotta <clears throat> do that we've seen other people that have set out for you know sports and stuff like that it's not uncommon so you know it's and we'll uh, see it again <clears throat> oh yeah oh yeah you know, I mean, let's 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 be honest. Grace Nelson is an otherworldly athlete. She's so incredibly talented. I'm sure that Jared and Bethany are going to dial back the schedule a little bit. I mean, how old is she? And she's already got Division One schools looking at her for multiple different disciplines. I don't know if she's a freshman or a sophomore. Hey, Grace Nelson, freshman or sophomore? She's not listening. She would know. Um, I, bl- I I want to say she's a sophomore this year. Sophomore. Just. Yes, ma'am, I was. Sophomore. Misty says sophomore. So there yeah, you go. She's, she's a wow. Hell of an athlete in all sports. So completely understand um, where the boys are coming from. And if they're 
you know, it's it's a it's who was it was on here? Oh, it's Tyler Slaw was talking about mini rods versus um, mods. They've got I know they've got a team of guys, but it's not easy. Um, the travel, the amount of work times, you know, however many engines they got bolted into chassis. That's a hell of a job to do all summer long. And it, and you, I, I would expect that you could get burnout, even though you're running at that level. It's just, it's part of it. And maybe that was part of it too. They just said, man, maybe we want to go to the lake or something and we don't have to travel all the time. So it's just, it is what it is at this point, And that's what we know. And hopefully we'll see that iron back out on the track soon somewhere else. Um, who knows? Could be yours. <clears throat> Might and I think we might all mind if my winning ticket comes through. I mean, who knows? Yeah, which which one of those you've been in that drawing for once or more than once? It's like every week I think we talk about your winning. I, I keep trying. Ticket. I keep trying all the time. It hasn't happened yet, so I, I don't have a garage full of Ferraris or anything else. So or mods, or mods, or diesel supers, which I would really want. And no, oh, <laughs> you really hate that money. I hate money so much I would fill two trailers with two apiece. So yeah. Yeah. Well, Fun suffice time. it to say, you know, the the Boyd family has um you know, they've made a huge impact on the sport. And you know, they've made a lot of memories. I mean, for for all three of us, plus anybody who's listening, everybody's got a Boyd story. Yeah. You know. And I've got mine, you know, I, I've, you know, gotten to be good friends with the, with the family. I'm, I'm proud to be friends with them. And, you know, for the little bit of, of, uh, their life that I get to see, which is usually, you know, 350 feet at a time, it's, that's been awesome. And, you know, when I'm lucky enough to hang out afterwards at the hauler, you know, that's great. Now, the one thing that I have, uh, that I also have is, I mean, they're one of our customers. Um, so I do get to talk to Austin from time to time about, you know, work stuff and, uh, you know, we're proud to have them aboard to the, as, as part of the tractor zoom family too. So, but I don't think that you can completely count them out as completely finished. No. Chuck Hobbs has a question for you, big guy. <clears throat> Only if you pony up, <laughs> we're going to yeah. need to go bigger and badder this year. Uh, Russell, to answer your question, uh, no, they are not going to be pulling in the Polar's Championship. No. Hi, Leroy. Good evening, fellas. Did they hold on? Leroy, what happened in the game? I didn't see the the score. Illinois won by four. I think it was uh, 87-83. We won by four. I was listening to it as I driving from I'm, I'm just and... gonna go across I'm gonna go across to a different sport but I'm it has something to do with um, uh, tonight's game and who you played fire Brian Ferentz. yeah I, goodbye I was, I was enjoying your social media post this weekend uh, the Saturday night I was uh, I was biting my tongue pretty hard yeah I I said some words that woke my wife up from a dead sleep on the couch so it was that was terrible, utterly horrible. 
<laughs> you know, you know, the one cool thing about the Saturday night, I know this is a tractor pulling show, but the one cool thing about the Saturday night game and uh, Pooh, she can relate to this since it kind of touched home to him was that Michigan ended up scoring 42 points. Yeah. Which was the number of the, uh, the fine young man that uh, gave his life there trying to take down the yeah. shooter. Two points was the number that Tate Meyer wore at Oxford, and yep. and the points scored by Iowa was three, which is the other three people who lost their life in that. Oh, I never, I never thought about that, but yeah, There's, there was a symmetry there, and I don't really want to talk about it tonight. I don't blame you. Let's don't blame we don't need to. Let's move on. So, <clears throat> Leroy, we just uh, touched on the Boyd situation. Uh, yeah. Didn't know if you had any comments on that. Leroy, have you bought one of the mods and have you named it yet? <laughs> I have not. You know, in the world of tractor pulling, I kind of like the side that I'm on. Um, I don't have uh, too much expense involved, you know. Um, and I'm always guaranteed that when I show up at an event, I'm usually going home with a check. So, uh, <laughs> you know. What can you say about that? There's you know, no tech inspection and yeah. You know, I had shared some private conversations with you guys, you know, in the last week and a half, week, week and a half, and where I had heard some rumblings, but I didn't I didn't feel it was my uh my part to you know to divulge on that, you know, kind of give it let let it let it come out when the boys wanted it to come out, you know what I want to say? Yep. Yep. Andy no, kind of summarized it pretty nicely. Of course, we had, you know, Dan Mayer and I had Austin on uh, TV with us on Map TV Plus at uh, Wheatland, Missouri. That uh, he did a fantastic job, you know, joining us there in the broadcast booth. Enjoyed that. <coughs> so, but yeah, it's uh, just like I'm sure everyone else is echo echoing the same sentiments, you know. Uh, Tremendous family, and um, yeah, hope they're not out for good. You know, out of the sport for good. But uh, you know, I like Greg's post on pull off. You know that uh, if it hadn't been for the fans and the competitors and just the camaraderie in general in this sport, that uh, they may have been out before twenty three years. Yep. So who's going to step up and take their uh, take their place? Andy made the comment that um, everybody thought the mods were done when banners quit, and we know that wasn't the case. Boyds are here now. Boyds have made the decision to leave. Who's going to step up and fill the shoes now? What do you guys think? Throw it in the comments. It's a good question, and I don't know that I have a ready answer for that. Uh -uh. I don't. No, I think I, – I know there's uh, – pulling is a commitment. It doesn't matter what level it's on. But to pull at that level with that many machines and stay uh, right towards the top, that's a – there's only a handful of teams that can do that. That's a, that's a tall order. <clears throat> you know, and we saw them primarily last – five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten years, you know, in three classes, you know, with the pro stocks, with the big mods and the minis. And, you know, how many times did you see the Boyds finishing one, two, you know, 
mm-hmm. not only this year, but in past years. And like I said, it didn't matter which class they were pulling in that, uh, you know, whenever those black toters, black haulers showed up, <clears throat> you better bring your A game. Yeah. Ryan, you're going to have to work for it. Ryan restate the question for, for Shane and, and for those who weren't. Uh, Shane, here's the, here's the question that I have. Um, Everybody said the mod class was over when the ger- or when when the gerbos when the banners <laughs> called it quits, um, and that we found out that that wasn't the case. And there have been you know multiple different dynasties, if you will, since then. Um, and I think you could make an argument that the Boyd's had kind of a dynasty going as well. Now they're hanging it up. Who's going to step up and fill their shoes? Who's going to end up? Who's going to be the next? you know, one, two finishers that we're, that we are so used to hearing. I kind of, I don't know. I'll just, just, I hadn't considered the question myself, but maybe at a first blush, the, the first name that's cropping in my head is that the Richardson family steps up and maybe becomes that name. I don't know whether it's right or wrong or indifferent, but that's the first name that I that I'm coming up with. Well, Chase, you better get to work. Charles is counting on you. <laughs> yep. How many of you are waiting to see Jeff Hodum make that first pass on that mini rod? <laughs> Not Jeff Wait, Hodum. Hodum hurt. Hurt. I said that wrong. Jeff hurt. I, I just yeah. I just want to see the videos of him in the shop dismounting. Yeah. We got to get him down to like three tenths of a second. So, Jeff, you got some work. So get after it, buddy. Jeff Hodum, Jeff Hodum in a mini rod too, but of course I was talking about Jeff Hurt. So, are we are we going to award scale points on um, helmet toss because the vehicle's smaller? So if he throws it, you know, he's got to throw it farther on the mini, or you know, because he was way up high on the alcohol super and could get that launch on it. You know, what what kind of how are we grading this? Well, one thing's for sure. If I'm not going jumps, to TRI, Jeff. So if he jumps him. off, he doesn't have to jump <laughs> so far. <clears throat> yeah, I would say, I don't know about the mods, but I, I, I'm sure the minis are. Yeah, they 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 won't stay in the in Indiana long, at least in their their building. No, um, somebody will snatch those up real quick. No, and that's actually something that, that we didn't discuss or didn't talk about is that they were the 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 stateside distributor for the European planetary chassis as well. I don't know if that's ending or as well or, or if they're going to continue with to honor that. So I, I don't know that. <clears throat> Mr. Pruitt. Apparently was there Friday. Eric's on here and he says they only have one left. So, yeah, they they won't. Uh, uh, which which one? Because when when I and I was there, were there, there was three. One being built at this time. Does that also include that chassis? I think Is that the, one, was that the yeah. third one. That well, I think Eric's maybe alluding to the one that was being built when we were there. So the two rollers, the the two completes are gone. The some assembly required was the one remaining. 
But in the big mod class, of course, you got the Longs, Keith Long and Ricky Long, you know, that they're whenever the green streaks weren't number one and number two, a lot of times you'd see the Longs up there, top yeah. of the class. So they're obviously going to be continuing. The, the, the class is going to continue to be strong with or without the Boyds. Of course, we're going to miss the Boyds, but that class is going to continue to be a kick-ass class. And, uh, you know, another comment on here, the Shelton's. You know, the Shelton's both in the mini rod and also this super modified class. I think, I think in terms of like, you know, back, back loading or, or backfilling the vacancy, um, a guy that's probably going to come on strong and, and wants to do, do more is going to be less corporal. Yeah. He's going to backfill a vacancy there too. He, he's already announced an intent, intention and, and and has shown on a regional level what he's capable of in, in 2021. 2022, I don't expect complacency. He's going to push. Well, and I mean, just talking about, you know, names in the mini rod class, there's so many of them, but, you know, Abby Leishner, she's going to still be out there. Um, Tyler Slaw, Bruce Slaw. I mean, there's plenty of in that mini rod class. The mod class is, is not as, um, it's not as big. But there's still people in that class that are, like I said, it, if Boyd's weren't one and two or whatever in the top five, there's some other ones uh, that are still right up there with them. So, <clears throat> Pat Paul Wayne ain't never uh, learned to, you know, let up on the throttle. <clears throat> yes, yes, he's he's not afraid to bend that throttle. Ross, so one pro stock went to the Simons. Uh, and then the other pro stock went to Mr. Savonovic. So that is Spencer's new ride. So that's where their two pro stocks went. And those they had those last year, so. Mm -hmm. <clears throat> and it also ought to be noted that um, those belong to Mike as opposed to Steve. Correct. And Stan Shelton had a wild ride for himself in his Pro Mod Mustang on Sunday morning in E1. Heck of yep. a heck of a burnout, and then uh, what a barn burner of a drag race he put up. He lost an E1, but uh, they're they're still uh, they're they're in the drag racing world and and kicking some butt down at Snowbird. So good to see them out this weekend. Who did he line up against on Sunday? Oh gosh, I knew you were going to ask, and I was thinking about it while I was saying it, trying to remember, and I don't. And but I'll, I will say it was a for Pro Mod at Snowbird. This was the 50th anniversary, fifty thousand dollars to the winner, and forty nine cars qualified for a thirty two car eliminator, and one versus thirty two was separated by a tenth of a second to the eighth mile. So. Good God! Yeah, it was stacked <laughs> with the legends, and he and Stan Shelton was in with the baddest of the bad. Huh. That's insane. You can see some fifty thousand dollar purses to the winner on some of these pulls. That'd be nice. Well, well, we're 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 trying. We're trying. <laughs> trying to segue. Give us a year or two or three, maybe. Yeah, we'll get there. We'll get there. All right. Well, <clears throat> um, let's see. 
So now we talked about the Boyds. Let's talk about something. Uh, we got some banquets that happened here the last weekend. We got some coming up as well. Uh, NTPA had their banquet last weekend. Saw some uh, stuff from there. Yep. Um, WTPA had theirs this past weekend. I know that. I saw some stuff from there. Uh, ITPA, I believe, has one coming up this weekend. Do they not? We do. Are are, are you not going to be there, Paul? You're no. not? No. You're not going to break out the blue and white holiday suit? No. I've got a, what is wrong with you? I've got a bathroom that's down to the studs that's got to be done. So I am here stuck working on a bathroom. You're going to well, hurry up, stud, and fix it. Social? Yeah, I'm going to miss the social. I'm going to miss that. But nope, I'm uh, I'm not gonna make it up there this weekend. I've got too much stuff going on here, but I know it's coming. You're sending Missy though, right? No, she's actually gonna be here as well. She's actually a professional drywaller. Uh, don't let her fool you. She loves to do that. So she's gonna she's gonna get some more practice. Said nobody yeah. ever. Is she hiring? Because I got some stuff needs finishing around here. I can hang it, but I cannot mud it out. So. Oh no, she can she can do the mudding. We did it in the cab. We did that down at the cabin, uh, her mom and dad's cabin this past year. So she's pro now. <clears throat> yeah, well, this weekend, as Paul said, it is the ITPA banquet. Um, any ITPA members that are watching, of course, we have our social <clears throat> on Friday night at the uh, Crown Plaza in Springfield, Illinois, and then of course the uh, annual meeting. We have the breakout meetings for all the divisions, all the different classes. Saturday afternoon and then the annual meeting Saturday afternoon and then the, the big banquet Saturday night. That's at the Crown Plaza in Springfield, Illinois. That'll be my third banquet on the banquet tour this year. Of course, I had the uh, PPL Championship Tour banquet in Louisville last weekend in October. And then uh, two weeks ago, three weeks ago, was at the, uh, I was the MC for the PPL Western Series banquet at the Isle of Capri Casino in Boonville, Missouri. And um, glad to say Clint Tucker did not get kicked out of the casino this year. So uh, <laughs> good job, Clint. We had, a, we had a good time there. And then, of course, ITPA banquet. I'll be the MC for that this weekend. And then uh, I'm also the MC for the Ileana Polars, the IPA banquet up in Rantoul, Illinois, in January. So making the rounds. Yep. I don't know of any other. Is there any other banquets coming up this weekend or soon? <clears throat> if you're in, anybody's on here that's commenting, uh, if you know of any other banquets. Hey, real, real quick, speaking of ITPA, um, a lot of people know 5,800 pound mod puller, Glenn McMahon, pulls the uh, Hillbilly Justice from way down in southern Illinois, Vail Ridge, Illinois. Um, unfortunately, Glenn lost his wife on uh, early on Saturday morning, Sandy McMunn. And uh, I think her services will be tomorrow. So for those of you that uh, know Glenn McMunn, like I said, he pulls 5,800 pound mod light mod here with the ITPA. Be thinking about Glenn and his family as uh, like I said, they say goodbye to Sandy tomorrow. So. On, on the Facebook. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, Charles. The NTPA banquet, um, you know, the the champions crowned, everybody knows who those were. Um, Saw the rookie of the year went to uh, Christy Seacrest and Easy Does It, uh, or excuse me, Nothing Easy About It, uh, two-wheel drive team. And I thought well-deserved for them. 
Uh, crew chief of the year went to Tanya Foster for the Foster Motorsports and uh, Simply Red and, and, and Foster Child. But what I didn't see, and, and I, I must have missed it, I, I didn't see who was hooker of the year. So um, if you can enlighten me to who that was, that'd be awesome. I have not. You seen should it. also take uh, in the comments because I, I I missed that one. That was the one I was looking for. It, you, for years, the perennial hooker of the year. Oh boy! For years, the perennial hooker. I win. Yeah. No, you don't. Well, I pulled one from my wife's stash. This is this is. I don't story. know about that. Perennial hooker of the year was uh, has always had been for a long, long time was Bob Joe Stock, but. Um, you know, I, circumstances being what they've been in the last couple of years, and I know it wasn't him, but uh, whoever it was, drop it in the comments. Let us know. I missed that one. Jeff Shank says Indiana Pulling League, their banquets this weekend. Yes. And while we're congratulating people, we, we have to congratulate uh, the Rockwell Lions. They uh, took home Grand National Hook of the Year. And uh, – Tim Nuring rolled himself across uh, on stage. I don't know what Tim did, but he's um, on one of those bad motor scooters. Well, not motor scooters, but um, he's well, it was electric, kind of, well, it's motor, so it's not an engine scooter. Right. Technical but uh, Tim was. Um, I saw the acceptance speech. He was. Um, he was uh, tickled to death, and I couldn't be happier for those guys. So proud to be part of that team and, uh, you know, proud to have uh, seen that show grow from what it was to what it has become and where we're going. So not satisfied. And glad to have you aboard too, Paul or uh, Charles. You deserve um, to take a victory lap on that one too. Not satisfied. We're coming for the next level award. Bubba Danner, he's tuning in. Robert Danner. Mechanic of the Year for NTPA Kent Payne Super Rooster. That's someone we Heck need. Yeah. We got to get him on the show. Yes, and we do. Robert, Robert's given me all his contact information. I, I, we need to get Kent on the show. So, I think uh, he's accepted his invite for the Polar's Championship. So we'll be he seeing is. Super Rooster at the track at uh, Holes Hours in Nashville, Illinois, May thirteenth and fourteenth. Yep. Hey, you know when we get Kent on, we probably need to get Bub on there too. Yeah. He's a hoot. Yeah, Bubba, of course, was a longtime promoter of the Lucas Oil PPL event in Rossville, Illinois. And um, fortunately, with COVID, we didn't have it last year. And I think that they lost a lot of the sponsorship, was not able to have it in 2021. So that was, uh, that was always a fun event. Yes, Mike, that is true. Um, we you guys were talking about Rockwell. And of course, Rockwell is going to have a new, uh, new date. First Friday or Thursday, Friday, and Saturday in August this year. Most people know that. Yep, we're excited about that. Yeah, which means time? we get to go and that means we get to go and drink beer with the guys in uh, Rock Valley too. Yeah, that's exactly. So we're excited we're about that too. We want to see those guys keep growing that show, and you know, it's good for everybody. We don't want to. We we're tired of making, you know, the state of Iowa or pulling fans in general make a choice, especially if you were up in, you know, Northern Iowa, or Northwest Iowa, you know, you've got two great shows that aren't that far apart, but they happen on the same weekend. What do you do? I'm, I'm not going to say it's good for everybody because I'm going to apologize to Langford, New York. That's true. 
And if there were, quote, unquote, any losers from that weekend, it's unfortunate that Mount Sterling, Illinois, you know, Paul Romack, he uh, he was able to go there and announce the ITPA poll this year. But uh, Mount Sterling, they had just celebrated 25 years of having the NTPA there. Um, so the Mount Sterling always had the NTPA on Friday night, and then they went to Salem, Illinois, on Saturday night. So we'll see. There's I know there's some things in the work for both Mount Sterling and uh, Salem. So we'll we'll see how that all shakes out. Yeah, there's been a lot of movement in some schedules. I know Fairfield is uh, not having their PPL hook this year. Yeah, ITPA will be having an event at Fairfield this year. Yep, I heard that as well. Mm-hmm. So. Things moving around and it's opening up some more shows for other guys. So at least there's at least there's, they're continuing to have polls. And there may be one more brand new ITPA event, a two day event that uh, I'm not privy to say yet, but uh, it might be a head scratcher, might might uh, raise a few eyebrows. But uh, maybe we'll make some announcement about that this weekend because you know at the Lucas Oil PPL banquet in Louisville, that's where we announced where we were going to Ohio yep, to the drag strip and also to uh, pulling at Freedom Hall during the Mid-America Truck Show. So we'll see if there's an announcement or two this weekend at Crown Plaza in Springfield. Speaking of Louisville, I check the damn internet every day because sometime right around this time of year, we should be getting a list. Ain't and I want to know where the hell that list is. Yeah. And you're right, Paul, because... How many times are we at that social on Friday night, the ITPA social, and we're giving high fives and back slaps and giving yep. congratulations for the... Because everybody knows who's going out of the ITPA, and we have yet to hear, just like anybody else. I got a little excited. I saw uh, Miles Krieger had posted his predictions, and I thought, well, maybe I missed something, and I started looking. Couldn't find it. <clears throat> Yes, Mike Steffen Farley is in June. Um, that is going to be locked down. The only reason we had it in August in 2020, um, of course, you know, of course, in uh, June last year, that's uh, still when COVID was hot and heavy. And then Hillsboro, Wisconsin, gave up their date in August. They canceled in August of 2020, and uh, the Simons snagged that date up. So, so. Um, RJ made it very clear at the driver's meeting last year in 2020 that in 2021, we were going to go back to our regular date of the second weekend in June. And that's where we're going to be in 2022 also. So the second weekend in June, we'll be at the 300 Raceway in Farley, Iowa. So good question there, Mike Stephan. So Hall of Fame, I know Bill Voris was inducted and well-deserved for him. Uh, was there any other inductees along with Bill? Anyone knows about drop it in the comments. Um, also heard that the uh, NTPA official of the year uh, was Tim Fortin, our good buddy from Southwest Michigan. Hey, so, good for you, Tim. Yeah, congrats to Tim. Tim's a good dude. Yes, he is. 100%. I see uh, Ryan Anderson bought checking out ties, neckties for uh, his crew to wear this weekend. <laughs> what? Did you not see photographic that? proof? Uh, no, I have not seen that. Well, it, maybe maybe Charles can do it, but uh, I know Schultz could do it if he was on the show. He could go to Facebook and pull that up. But I don't know Who if it's you on looking there. for. On it's either on the checking out page or maybe on Megan's page or maybe Ryan. I don't know, but uh, wait for it. Picture of the uh, checking out ties. 
I'll find it. Did you just challenge Posh to be able to do something? <clears throat> he he'll rise to the challenge. He'll uh, here's the thing. He'll rise to the challenge, and he won't pause to play the video of Dan while he does it. This is very true. Of course, now he's probably going to cue it up just to make me look like a dummy. <laughs> uh, no, potentially. Discuss. So it's been a few weeks since I've been on the show. I've got. Yeah. Two, what's What's your name again? I got two little girls, of course. I got a five year old and a fifteen month old that, you know, like daddy to get them supper, get them baths, get them PJs, get them to bed, and all that. So uh, anyway, there you go. Oh, those are snazzy. That thing is. I love that. I want one. <laughs> Good looking out. Nice choice. So what my point was, have, have you all talked about the uh, indoor pool that we're going to have at DeCoin, Illinois? We have mentioned it, yes. Okay, because uh, the mini rods that we're pulling, it's not going to be the ITPA mini rods. It's going to be. It's the, the bad ones. Yes, there you go. Yep. Be the be the big mods, the fifty eight mods or big mini rods, fifty eight mods, mm -hmm. um, two wheel drive trucks, eighty five limited pro, ninety five limited pro. So yeah, that'll I mean, be a good that'll be a good show. Now yes. we have a light supers there too, Paul. Yes, I'm sorry, light supers as I was well. I say that I thought I thought light yep. supers were going to be light there as supers well. as well. So yeah, be looking for more information on that. Me too, Andy. Me too. I just know that's awesome. I got to put my glasses. Where did you find that? So, <laughs> his, Ken's uh, mother-in-law, um, Dave Valentine's wife, worked at the same Kmart I did back in the 90s for my high school job. And we had a, got a new conversation about tractor pulling. She said, do you know, do you know, about mining for dollars in Ken Measle. And I said, yeah, of course. And we hit it off. And next thing you know, next day at work, I have this shirt for me. Yeah. <clears throat> nice. <laughs> That's very cool. Small which world. shirt, uh, which, uh, which body is on the tractor? This is the 7250. Um, that was wild thing, alcohol version one. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, I remember that tractor. I remember when that uh, when the previous version exploded. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. Ken, Ken's still around. Um, the family's still in the uh, gravel business. Still got a trucking company. Still got the gravel pit. Um, doing well. Um, running to them from time to time, but uh, yeah, they're 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 doing just fine. At the Kmart reunion. No, they're 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 a little better than this now, <laughs> as it might. So if I go get if I go inside and grab an old shirt, because as you can tell, I'm out in my garage. Everyone else is sleeping. Do I just hit cam, uh, do I hit stop cam just to pause my cam? Is that what I do? Yep. Yeah. Okay. yeah. Be right back. So Matt Steinoff uh, has a real good comment on here, and, and I, the only reason I mention this is is that. Every Tuesday night, Jason and Ron Stone do Outlawed, um, their show for the Outlaws, uh, similar to this, but they, it's just Outlaws focused. And I went back and I listened to the Mark Ulmer interview. Holy shit. I mean, 
that guy dropped some serious knowledge, and he, uh, I was, I was super, super impressed by that. I, I, I wish I would have tuned into that. I had so many questions, and I was getting ready. To type. There's one I was actually getting ready to type, and I'm like, "No, you moron! This is a replay of this on YouTube." But yes, that was a great, great interview. If you want to hear some stuff, I highly recommend that you go over to YouTube and check out check out that uh, that interview. Um, Mark Mark had some uh, insider information that he let out that I'm not sure that uh, uh, I'm not sure if we're supposed to talk about or not. Right, he 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 said it, man. He, he threw it down and said, "This is what it's about." And mm-hmm. come come get me, come get me. Yeah, no, it was uh, there was some insider information definitely in that, and it was a it was a great interview. Paul, you ever see him make a pass? Oh yeah, we hooked against him at Kansas City. Oh, that's right, you did. I remember that. Yeah, yeah, and I, I mean, I've always known who the the, the Ulmers were, but um, yeah, uh, when that tractor lit, I was like, oh boy, yeah. And there's some stuff that he's getting ready to build that I'm really looking forward to seeing. As am I. His and others. So, so can I reveal what I went inside to go get? Sure. Yep. Yes. Wow. Awesome. Wow. Where did you come up with that? <laughs> How about that, huh? Where did you get that? So Jeff Justice, where I'm standing out here in my garage right now, he lives about a mile and a half from me. So I'm kind of in the hotbed. Not I wouldn't say a hotbed, but I you go about four miles straight west of my house and uh you would be at John Moomall's driveway, of course, the dearly departed John Moomall. You go about four miles northwest of me here at Jeremy and Misty Nelson's. Um, like I said, a mile and a half from me, Jeff Justice. So, yeah, a lot of uh, tractor pullers, truck pullers right here in this area. Oh, yeah. What's We're Jeff up to these days? You know, when Dan Dexter owned that light super that uh, now is owned by Simons that's sitting up there in uh, Blackburn's racing performance shop that uh, Jeff was the hired gun for that. Well, he, he was even the hired gun when Denny Jackson owned it. Denny mm-hmm. Jackson, you know, had it as the green gambler number two and uh, Jeff mm-hmm. that. And then when Denny sold it to Dan Dexter, Jeff continued to drive it. They, uh, you know, with his tractor used to be called white lightning. Um, Dan Dexter, they changed the name of the, that tractor to, uh, what was it? Lightning and thunder or something like that. Thunder and lightning. Thunder and lightning. There you go. And then, uh, Jeff, Jeff, like I said, was a hired driver for that. And then, uh, it was a sad day for Jeff when Dan Dexter decided to sell that tractor. So yeah, I was joking with him. I said, you think the Simons will uh, allow you to be the uh, hired gun for that? And he says, I highly doubt it. Yeah. We can have a vintage uh, shirt fight on this show for about three more weeks. And then after that, I'm going to lose. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, I got ITPA shirts, the yearly ITPA shirts for I don't know how long they're all yellowed. And for some reason, either the shirts are getting smaller or I'm getting bigger. You know, you know how that goes. Yeah, they're getting smaller. It happens to me too. Yeah. It sucks. They shrink. For sure. Hmm. Yeah. No, Jeff Justice, he's just, uh, he's farming and he does a lot of custom application. Um, 
putting on gas in the spring. And oh, you still see him trip, you know, kind of walking around the pits and the ITPA oh, yeah. poles and some of the, yep. the closer PPL poles. He's still very much around pulling. Yep. <clears throat> he brought his wife with him to uh, Fisher. Of course, we didn't get to pull Fisher. That got rained out. And, uh, you know, I was giving him a hard time. I said, that's not the same gal that you had with you at the last pole. <laughs> That went over real well. Yeah, I, I imagine that went over like a fart in church. Yeah. He's, uh, of course, he's good friends with uh, Scott Whitworth, Scott and Colton Whitworth. And I know that he went out to Unionville, Missouri area and uh, helped them in the spring put in their crop. I don't, I don't know. I don't know if he went out there this fall at all, you know, to help them harvest, but I know he was out there this spring somewhat. Yep. Um, so one of the questions that uh, we've had on Beer Money here uh, recently is the ultimate pit and tow vehicle. <clears throat> now, granted, it depends on what class you're pulling, because if you're a two-wheel drive or you're a mod or somebody like that, <clears throat> your pit vehicle looks a lot different than, say, a super stock diesel tractor that's pretty much just carrying nothing but ether um or you know something like that but what it the people that are watching what makes i mean what is the ultimate pit vehicle is it a is it a side-by-side -side? is it a jeep is it a geo tracker i don't those are probably the three biggest like categories that i've ever seen in the pits um, i've seen a couple of old antique tractors I don't know what else, if there's anything crazy out there like that. A golf cart, I guess. Chase Richardson's got a smart car. Oh, really? The drag racers freaking live on the smart car. Yes, they live for them. But, but the smart car can push around a 3,000-pound drag car. Pulling world, it doesn't necessarily translate. Burbles. But it's great for shenanigans. Oh, yes. Well, and some of those <laughs> some of those pullers too. They uh, they bring those vehicles. I know uh, we pit it next to um, the Hog family out of Centralia, Kansas. Elmer and them they had a Jeep that they put in the back, and yeah, they use it for moving tractors around. But when they're at a pull, they can go to the restaurant down the street or whatever. So some people yep. like those that have the <clears throat> the different you know the road on road capability now. Hillsboro is kind of a different story because they relax the rules and you can go anywhere you want, basically, in Hillsboro, as long as you're not doing anything stupid. Uh, Brandon, Brandon Bungart, he puts a uh, smart car on top of his sled. That's true. Yep. That is true. Or if you're like the uh, bargies with your turbines, you got to have your geo tracker with your uh, devices in the back to get your turbines powered up when they mm -hmm. uh, get trackside. Yep. Todd Dugan. Adam's talking about Todd Dugan's pit vehicle. I'm not. I don't know. I've ever seen it. I'm sure it's beautiful. I. You know what? I feel like I should know what this is, and I don't. I'm. Mm. I feel like I should too. Something tells me it's got flames on it. Okay, or so an angry something. It, if, if you've got a, if you got a photo, Adam, send it to me, and I'll I'll put it up. Okay, so it's not a support vehicle, but it's a pit vehicle. I saw it for the first time at uh, Wheatland. Have you seen what bargies have done with that little power wheels where they converted it to a the judge next generation? Mm -mm. 
Oh, it's badass. It is. It's awesome. <clears throat> oh, damn. Yeah, they, they took a Power Wheels chassis and put little three little turbines on the front of it, and it's got it's it's made up just exactly like a replica of the the Rhino Egg Judge Next Generation. It's pretty cool. So I see on here, Shannon Leishner has commented, and he said, different for different crews, there's not one perfect pit vehicle. I don't know anything about a pulling vehicle that has spark plugs. If it doesn't have, if it doesn't have injectors, then I'm looking for a place to put them. Uh, you know, it, spark plugs are where injectors go. But anyway, I've always had a question, and I've never known. On a mod, you've got four engines, whatever. How many batteries are you carrying to run that starter? That's my question. Anyone that wants to answer, feel free. Because I know, like, well, we run on the Little Bad Alice, we run a lithium battery, which is about 10 pounds. It's a regular car size, got enough cranking amps. It's a very expensive battery. You can literally pick that thing up just one hand. You can wave it all around. It's less than 10 pounds, and it, it does an awesome job on a four-charger diesel super. I don't know what... I don't know what these other guys are running. Eric Pruitt throw injectors away. Oh no. Oh no. Eric, come on now. Hater. What a hater. I know. 48 volts on a pit vehicle. That's what I was wondering. <clears throat> huh. That's a lot of weight. <clears throat> Those are not small batteries. Well, but it's on a pulling vehicle, you know, we're, we're not concerned with you having to take that across the scales, right? Yeah, that's the, that's the beauty of those. You don't have to worry about that. We went from a 43-pound, I think it was a 43-pound yellow top to this uh, lithium battery that we run, and we shed 33 pounds just by changing the battery. But we're trying to get down to 6,400 pounds on a four-charger diesel, and those... Um, those chargers are kind of heavy. So, yeah, that's one of the questions out there on, I believe it's on the beer money page. If you go out there, you've got pictures of your, your, uh, pit vehicles or sport vehicles, throw them in the comments. We always like to see what you got out there. <clears throat> What's the most stylish pit vehicle you've ever seen? If we're purely awarding style points in an injector class, what you got, Paul? It's <clears throat> so I really like the guys that have the pro stock, uh, the pro stocks, because they're they're most of them are running probably either a Kubota, and of course they paint them to match. They get the tires, and they're they're very clean. They're they're not real flashy. Um, I think Boyd's had one that was white, all white when they were running those. Um, Peter Norton's got one, I believe, that's all green with blacked out windows. I, I just like those that are just, they're clean, but they're mod, they're, you know, they've got a little mod, some mods to them. And those, those Kubotas, holy shit, those things can push and push and push. You got to have something pretty serious to push one of the 10,000 pound pro stocks. I, um, so we're pulling Bernie's, uh, diesel super around we pull ours around the 6850 uh, pro star pro farm 
with um, the Honda, you know, and it's a side by side. It's I don't know 800 cc's or something, and it, it's made to pull. You put a you put a 4.1 or a 10,000 pound Pro Stock back there behind it. Holy crap! It is a whole different deal. There's a reason they got hydrostats for those in those Kubotas. It's just it's unreal the difference in weight. Yeah, you say, well, duh, it's like 4,000 pounds. Well, it feels like a hell of a lot more. It feels like you're pulling about three tractors. Speaking of the 6850 Pro Farm, does she have a name yet? Nope. Still AC TBD. I, I told my dad and my brother, I don't give a shit what it's called until it runs better. I don't care about a name at all. And my dad has got thousands of names picked out. And I'm like, nope, ain't worried about it. Matter of fact, my mom wants to know why she can't find us on right now. Well, mom, look on the internet. Dirk Nierman says a Mahindra R-O-X-O-R. Roxor. Roxor, okay. Those are nice. That's a new thing that they carry down uh, at Nashville, Illinois now. Brad has got the, of course, Brad's had the Mahindra dealer. And um, they have the Roxor, which is, it looks like a Jeep. Uh, they just got them in. You can go there and check out. I saw they had a Facebook post on them the other day. So it kind of looks like an old style Jeep. Yeah, it's like styled a little bit like a like a CJ5. Mm-hmm. Has a little three-cylinder diesel in it. They're cool. Yep. And you can purchase one when you come to the Polar's Championship May the 13th and 14th. The dealership will be open those days, so you are welcome to walk around. Uh, you might want to call. Um, if you're wanting to look for something particular, they will probably have it ready for you when you get there. Um, but, yes, uh, the dealership will be open May the 13th and 14th. You can come and buy you a new side-by-side -side or a new vehicle uh, and watch one hell of a tractor pull. It's going to be an awesome show. We are getting commits more commits every day uh i'm not sure what the number is up to i'm guessing we're in the 40s by now uh, as far as people that have fully committed we've got some verbal commits that uh are have yet to put their or they have yet to pay but they are they're going to um planning still well underway uh, everything's looking good um it's going to be a hell of a show steve radical steve radical steve Clem that drives the uh, radical Pro Mod four-wheel drive from uh, Versailles, Kentucky. He uh, was at the Southern Illinois show down at the track at Holes Hours in September, and he went home with a brand new side-by-side -side that he had purchased there. Yep. From, uh, Brad. So, and if you don't want to buy new, uh, I'll, I'll throw out Shannon's comment. He, he said Boyd's have two Kubotas for sale, two beautiful black Kubotas. They are. Yeah. Black looks the best, but it's damn hard to keep clean. Especially at a tractor pull. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Thomas Northway had a question on here. Championship pull at Nashville. Can you buy online? No, we are not doing online uh, ticket sales. Um, don't worry about not having, uh, there's no amount of seats or whatever. We've got more than enough room. So don't worry about um, worrying about getting a ticket or anything like that. Uh, we encourage you to come early. So because the pits will be open, so it's $15 uh, for admission. That will get you anywhere on the grounds. That includes the pits. So if you come, 
come early. You can go check out the pits. We'll have a vendor area. Uh, we will have um, we'll have uh, a kid zone. We've got a bunch of stuff in the works. Um, so yeah, definitely come out. You can get up close to these uh, vehicles. Most of them will probably be outside and have a hoods up and stuff like that. We're going to see if we can get guys to do that. Um, if you're looking to stay, uh, Eric Pruitt uh, made a good comment here as far as uh, getting rooms booked. If you are looking to stay, I know that the, um, the hotel there in Nashville um, has sold out. Um, I'm sure Oakville will be um, if it's not already, but Mount Vernon is about 30 miles away and Mount Vernon has tons of hotel rooms. So don't worry about that. Just get a hold of, uh, don't worry about uh, getting, not being able to get a room. They've got more rooms than we'll need for sure. So Mount Vernon is a good place. Uh, just North uh, about 20, 25 miles is Carlisle. They have a couple of hotels right up on 127, So you can uh, check them out as well. Um, but um, I know that hotels are selling out. Uh, and like I said, we're getting more commits uh, daily. You can go to the Pullers Championship uh, Facebook page and check out. We try to post one a day. Um, gosh, I'm trying to think of some of them that uh, Colin Ross is on. We got uh, we got one that uh, just committed that looks kind of like Superline Express, which I think is kind of cool. Yep. Um, we've got, uh, like I said, we've talked about earlier, we've got a couple of semis that we've put out there that have, uh, that have committed, uh, a bunch of diesel supers. That was one of the classes. I wasn't sure how it was going to go, but, uh, our good friend, Travis Schlubball, uh, has helped us. He's jumped on board and he's talked to some pullers and we've got some guys from PPL. We've got some, or I guess they run some PPL. We got guys from the NTPA. We got some outlaw guys, a couple of those outlaw guys I've been wanting to see for a long time. So, um, just like I said, the, the commits are coming in. It's going to be one hell of a show. And for 15 bucks a day, we're going to pull Friday night and Saturday night. And, uh, you're going to see some of the best iron in the, in the nation, uh, in Nashville, Illinois. Hey, question Lisa, for you. At, at, the, at the risk that Bob will never talk to me again, I've got to hear what the story is here. <laughs> Charles, a, Charles, send her the link, get her on. So that's a mule. And I'm not sure what's going on there, but it, uh, it's been loaded with uh, a payloader. So, Oops. Yeah. Well, let's see if we can find out what happened here. Hey, Paul, real quick question for you. Yes, sir. Uh, our group, we had talked about once upon a time that, you know, if someone was looking to buy a specific T-shirt, instead of walking through the pits and trying to find out where a specific hauler is parked, that uh, we had talked about having a in the uh, vendor area, having a tent set up where the the people could come and sell their merchandise, their T-shirts, their hats, whatever, at one location. So when you arrive, you can just go to that tent and say, if I wanted, you know, a Colin Ross triple bypass shirt, or if I wanted mm -hmm. whatever, mm -hmm. bone twister shirt, you name it. Are, yep. We're still going to do that, correct? Yes, we are going to have uh, a a uh, tent staffed. Uh, that um, we will sell the pullers merchandise for them. So for the pullers, um, we'll be getting getting some information out to you how we want this to how we want to do this. But we're not um, we're not taking anything. We're not charging extra on top of that. You guys set your price for your shirts. We'll keep track of it, um, and we you will just we'll just man it for you and try to help you guys sell some merchandise. So uh, fans, 
you know, if you want to go around to the haulers or if you want to just get a shirt and see if they got one at the, at the booth, you can do that. And then you can take it out to the hauler and you can get Colin Ross or um, Van Hazley or Peter Norton or whoever to, to sign that shirt. Um, they'll be right there and uh, they can they will absolutely do that for you. So we're going to try to do a one stop shop for uh, for merchandise. And if you don't see something uh, at that booth for one of the pullers that you're you're there to see, head out to their trailer, go find them in the pits and uh, see if they've got some there. They may not want to bring it up there, which is fine. We're not asking them. You know, they're not telling them that they have to. If they want to sell merchandise, they can sell it out of the trailer. But uh, we're just going to try to help them and. See if we can help them sell a little bit of merchandise. We'll probably also kind have of a, a service we offer. Yes. Have uh, Polar's, Polar's Championship T-shirts probably for sale, too. And uh, I'm sure Charles Poosh, he'll, he'll even sign the back of it if you ask him kindly. Right, Charles? Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'll sign anything. I don't care. I, don't <laughs> even, I was busy. I don't even know what I'm committing to, but all right. Leroy, you still charging 20 bucks to autograph things? No. I think I can count on one. I think I can count on one hand how many times that I've been asked to uh, give my autograph, and I think two of them was to uh, ITPA superfan Adam Lepper. So mm -hmm. I'm Lisa's sure he'll be in attendance. Yeah, Lisa's a no go tonight. So, um, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll we'll get that story. She's put on here in the comments. He slipped off the ramps at Charlotte and dumped the entire thing completely empty the toolbox too. He's not the only one. Terry and Muffy have done Ooh. it. Oh, bus tracks. <clears throat> Ouch. End up missing a 7 16 or a 10 millimeter socket. You're guaranteed. Yeah, they're, 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 yeah. I may or may not have had to sign the inside of a hauler once or twice for a hole I put in it. Oh, nice. Just saying. Oops. It happens. It happens. Hmm. So, Charles, yeah, did uh, you catch my message when while we're talking about haulers? I did not. Uh, no, no. Clark uh, Oltman, super ticker. He just sent me a picture of his support vehicle. I just forwarded it to the group. Oh. All right, saw so, it, Ryan. I'll, I'm looking. Thank you. I hope you can find it because it's gorgeous. Continue. Discuss amongst yourselves. A new topic that comes to mind. Oh, hey, here, here was one. And I'm going I'm to throw myself under the bus for this one. This is something Jason asked the, the wider world about. And, and Leroy and I both came up as subjects of it. Um, who is your favorite voice as an announcer? Not not talking about their knowledge base or what they bring to the table, just the sound of their voice. And I'm going to throw myself under the bus because I freaking hate how I sound. I, and, and Ryan knows this. I, I can name 30 people that I think sound better than me. If you name me, thank you, awesome, great, but I think I suck. It's I, genetics didn't between here and here didn't happen for me. I'm not that Keith Bradley like 
voice of God thunder. It's not me. So, uh, yeah. Throw that out there. Don't everybody talk at once. Well, I will I wonder say. If, we, uh, who, if you could get, here's here, let's take this question one step further. And this is not on the beer money page, so who cares? Um, but let's say you've got the ability to anoint anybody to announce a poll. Be they Garth Brooks, like Paul would do, or whomever. Who would you give the mic to? And this assumes that they immediately have the the body of knowledge of all of the top dog announcers in the country. And who would you have? Sam Elliott. Damn, that'd be awesome. That low, uh, what was the other one? Oh, it's just going to make me crazy. Well, I know who I would have. He doesn't have any knowledge of tractor pulling, but he's a good personal friend of mine, and that's Tim Sinclair. And I don't know if that name means anything to you, but uh, he's the public address announcer for the Chicago Bulls. He's the public address announcer for the Chicago Bears, um, the Chicago Fire uh, soccer team, and also Illinois men's basketball. So Tim Sinclair's got a set of pipes on him like you would not believe. Yeah, we remember Tom Man Clark Oltman's. Hey, Bob, a rebob. We got to go. We got a tractor pull show. I think if I could give anybody the uh, the mic, Sam Elliott's a pretty compelling choice. Um, hey, Coulter Wilson, Wall or Cody Jinks? James Earl Jones is who you're talking about, Wilson. James Earl Jones. Very white. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. <laughs> That's a good one. That's a good That's one. That's awesome, Gerbaugh. I suppose we could also throw Morgan Freeman into that list. <laughs> oh yeah. There was the guy that used to do the like a rock commercials. Oh god damn it. Chevy. Uh Coburn. Bob Charles Seager. James Coburn. Bob James Seager. Coburn. No, he, he did just the voice the voice of it, like when they spoke it, not the song like a rock. I think it's James Coburn. He would be another good one. Yeah, they've got that that real low kind of All right, let's let's narrow this let's narrow this conversation. Morgan Freeman, not a not a not a guy, like somebody who actually did it. Hey, you didn't say it. You said the, the question was a voice. I I asked anybody. You want to get John Bon Jovi to get, throw a mic into his hand? Go ahead. Be my guest. Not my choice, but. No, the, the, the helicopter should have crashed with him in it instead of Stevie Ray Vaughan. Oh, ouch. Wow. Yeah. Yes. Draw, yes. Draw the line there. Yes. But Stevie Ray Vaughan was amazing. Um, Let's see. Yeah. I don't know. I'd have to think about that a little more. Anyway, it'd be I, kind of fun I, to think about. You know, guys, guys, I think about it, it, Keith Bradley, who just had that, just that resonance. Um, Oz Armit from Buck Motorsports Park. Th those guys, you know, Leroy even has 
a resonance in his voice that I don't have. And he he just has a sound that I appreciate and I like, and I hate how I sound. I just bring it heavy be, in almost in spite of the sound that I've got, because I, I just think I sound like a, I don't know, like a 15 year old kid. I, I just, I, I don't have that that sound. I don't, I don't like how I sound. I don't know if, if he's ever done it or not before, but I think Max Armstrong might be kind of cool to listen to. You know, I put Max on the mic. You guys probably remember the uh, Great Lakes Harvest Shootout over at the Farm Progress Show, which was a uh, What's Smoking promotion. Mm-hmm. And uh, I did put Max on the mic there for a little bit there during one class. Oh, that was, man, you might remember the year, Paul. That was the year that Tucker just went, about went to jail because we were still pulling two-wheel drive trucks at 2 o'clock in the morning. 2015. I was thinking it was something five, oh five or 15. 15. Pee Wee Herman, Jer, really? (laughs) Jer must be in his jeans. No, Jerry. You're no longer allowed to speak. Yeah, Mm -hmm. Jer must be in his juice tonight. Jerry, put down the juice. Feather in some water, please. Water. Yeah, Brad Cottle says Larry the Cable Guy. I'm not sure if that would be a hoot and him, but yeah, it'd be interesting. Hmm. Never thought about that one. Well, speaking from waiting for the inevitable suggestion from somebody that Rip Wheeler needs to do it. (laughs) What I was going to throw out is speaking from a uh, personal standpoint, when we started doing the live streams for Lucas oil pro pulling league on, uh, Lucas Oil Racing TV, which is now MAV TV Plus. Of course, I was doing them by myself. You know, I would bring in guests into the broadcast booth with me. But as far as doing the play-by-play and the color, I was I was a Lone Ranger. And then um, sometime last year, we brought in Dan Mayer. And what Dan brings to the broadcast, yeah, his knowledge oh, is yeah. just phenomenal. Um, I enjoy working with Dan. And, um, of course, you know that he's also – Part of the announcing team at the uh, National Farm Machinery Show in Louisville, and yep. so Dan's right. awesome, and he's he's got that also. He's also got that good sound. Something that that I've noticed, and I don't know how many how much attention anybody pays to this. Um, really, I think it comes down to I, I wish we could do something where we would compare guys doing it now versus vintage guys with the same microphone. This is something that I noticed. This thing, this this is a this is a modern Shure microphone, great range, and I can walk, you know, three hundred feet away from its transmitter, and it works awesome. But the sound compression on this thing is horrible. It's awful. It makes me sound like I'm talking to you through a dirty sweat sock. I hate it. <laughs> this is a 1973 Electrovoice microphone. I've got to have a I've got to have a cord plugged into this thing, but I love how I sound through this thing, and I've already told you I hate how I sound. I sound better through this than I'm ever gonna sound through this, and I still sound like shit through this. So you get guys like you know a guy like Leroy talking through this thing for that sound. It's I, I you know I, I don't even belong in the game. It's just I don't have the pipes. It's not there. Charles, can you plug that into your computer at all? Is there a way that you can run that through 
a board into the computer? Uh, not easily, not easily. But it, but what? Not easily. No, not not for a, a rapid demonstration. But the the purity and the 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 high side. Uh, this I'm going so in the weeds. You are talking way the hell yeah. over our heads. The high Just side, the high side fidelity that's going to come in with this, as well as the base uh, capture versus this where it's gonna it's just gonna compress and it's gonna sound like uh, it's gonna sound like it's coming through your rented freaking Kia it's good this this sounds like the stereo system in your rented damn Kia versus this which is uh, maybe only Ryle get this the defender system we've got in our GTIs it's just it's different it's I different. love that stereo. Oh. It's different. It's dynamic. It's honest, and it 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 just creates a better sound. But um, it doesn't matter because I don't generate genetically the sound that sounds good, and so I'm envious endlessly of the guys that can because I'm not one. And when you almost said high fidelity, how many of you have thought back to the mid '80s? Are your speedwagon high infidelity? Hmm. No, I did. I mean, so we're going to have to start a new segment on this show called the greatest of all time. with Charles, because last week it was four cylinder <laughs> Hondas. And this weekend it's microphones from the seventies there. I know there's more in, and if we look in the archives here, we've got some more segments. We could do a little five minute. We need a little jingle and a, something on the screen. I'm not the actual sales people in that microphone. If you, if you really want to see, see, I'm telling you, here we go. Nerding out. Now it's time for Charles and nerding out. <laughs> I'm about to go full sidetracked on you and bring out some freaking antique tractor pulling if we can. Let's do hey, it. Wait a second. Tunica takeover. About antique tractor pulling anyway. Yeah, because you know what? You know, the, the world isn't just big show pulling. There's there's garden tractor pulling. There's antique tractor pulling. There's all kinds of stuff. I Stuff saw a lot of there, antique right? tractors on trailers this weekend. You you would better have. You know, this past weekend I couldn't go down there. This was this was Tunica weekend. And that event takes place about 30 miles south of Memphis, Tennessee. And the 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 important piece is that proximity to Memphis, because that's the home of the St. Jude Children's Hospital. And this event has always been about donating back to St. Jude's with no expense spared. Um, it's been kind of tough with COVID. Last year, with everything that was messed up, we were able to give away a Oliver 77 Division II top cut puller to somebody and, and raise some money. The year prior, we were able to offer up a unstyled John Deere G um, that was just built to the hilt by the Matzenbacher family. Um, I think it was a 700 cubic inch build, Division Three, and also a, uh, a, a 451 cubic inch M. And in 2019, when we did that, we had two pulling tractors to give away real live track tractors to give away, but also um, 
the Jackson family had created replicas of those that they could offer. And actually, as that would have happened. Now back to nerding out with Charles Bush. <laughs> oh, sweet. Here's the replica of the M, Robert Nehammer's M. We gave away the real tractor. I got the fake one. And over the years, um, that event and the Midwest Hellions, think what you wanted the name, has, I, I might have this wrong, but $800,000 has awesome. been given to St. Jude's. That's awesome. And this year, because of COVID, the, 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 the raffle tractor didn't make it to the event. But that's not for lack of trying. This year's tractor, when it finally does become a thing, 20 bucks a ticket will get you into the raffle. It's going to be a Farmall 460 with red diamond power. This will be a full-on 12-mile-an-hour antique or Division 5+, plus, however you want to define it, tractor that's going to be given away. 20 bucks a ticket and 100% of the proceeds goes to St. Jude's. So awesome. Again, it didn't get completed for the event this year. No one's fault, but that's just how it goes. Um, but as the event came down, uh, Brian Farthing uh, won the, the, uh, the St. Jude classic class. Um, which was a jackpot class. Glad to see that uh, for him. And beyond that, um, there's there's a bunch of jackpot classes that take take place down there. Uh, the 7250 King of the Hill uh, was run was won by um, Kevin Long. And this particular tractor was originally built by Gary Baker, and uh, was run run by. Uh, Robert Niedhammer for a number of years. Warren Townsend won, wound up with it. He won some 6,000 TTPA six farm uh, championships with it. Here up in the thumb for a number of years. Big cubic inch badass tractor. He sold it, and uh, Keith Long took possession of it this weekend at uh, Tunica and promptly won King of the Hill 7250. Um, beyond that, uh, there was there's a 4250 King of the Hill, and that was won by the Kang. And if you know mm -hmm. James Grossman, long live the Kang. Long live the Kang. He puts on a pull at his at at home in January in Enola, Oklahoma. I've been an announcer there the last couple of years. I can't be there this year, and it kills me that I can't be there because of because of Shipshawana. That's that's the reason I can't go. Um, but James is legit. They had an event at uh, in, in Tennessee at White Pine a couple of weeks ago. They did a uh, a knockout style double elimination deal there and he broke the tub in this tractor they fixed it on site 
put the motor back in, and he went on to continue to compete. That's the kind of stuff that, that happens at these antique shows. And honestly, it's it's awesome to be a part of it. If you're if you're a big show fan, great. But you gotta know what's going on in the antique level and just the level of fun these guys have, level of commitment they have, and the competitiveness of it, because there's nothing left unturned when it comes to chassis setup. They they do some amazing stuff. Um, super proud of of James and those guys. And to, to show you some more of what goes on and stuff like Tunica, they've got this two-seat tractor that gets piloted, co-piloted down the track on Saturday. And and you get these the, these youngsters who get to get up in the seat and, and feel what it's like to run down the track and, and do something. Um, truly amazing to see that. I shoot. I, I don't. I don't have the. I don't have the exact photo. But uh, when I was there in 2020, one of these images um, includes two twin brothers who were about five years old. And um, with the time, I didn't have. I didn't have to have the time to pull it out to the first night. But one of the two twin brothers who's driving the tractor in that class in 2020 was a cancer survivor from St. Jude Hospital. And we got to talk to that young man and, and talk to their family and really understand what this is about and why we do what we do. If that doesn't make you feel good, I, I got nothing for you, man. It's, that's just, that's, as great as everything we do in big show pulling is the antique guys got something for you we we do we put our we put our heart on our sleeves and we do this well so. and and that's what you know that's what's nice there there's some local i mean there's local clubs all over and there's a lot of antiques out there that um you know grandpa has one or dad has one and yes i've seen kids as young as like four or five years old that get on the seat and they put it in first gear and they, they basically just let them make a hook. That's where the next four, one kids going to air four, one guy's going to come from 20 years down the road. If you know, God willing, or maybe he decides he's going to stay and he's going to soup up the antiques and he's going to run, you know, that whatever that super fast class is, they run a ship every now and then. I mean, it's, that's where that's kind of the grassroots other than your, your garden tractor pulling. And, um, you know, you don't know if they're going to go up to the diesels or if they're going to stay where they're at. But hey, they're keeping that sport alive. Those kids get hooked that are uh, literally get hooked at uh, you know four and five years old. Who knows where they go from there? But they they catch the they catch the bug. We could have. Shoot, where do you think Peter? Where do you think Peter Norton got his start? He's in the seat of a Farmall M antique, and he still has it. We could have Flea on here, Chris Cardoff. We'd have a yeah. two-hour show just talking about Tunica. Yep. Two. There he is right there. There he is. Two. You'd have to shut him up at two. <laughs> we could talk until we could talk for four and we wouldn't be done. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Please. Charles, um, one thing you started to you started to touch on, um, but you never really elaborated on it, and I'm gonna give you another chance to nerd out. Um if somebody says um 
the big show is where it's at as far as technology. I know exactly which finger you're going to put up, and I know what you're going to tell them, but uh, they haven't heard it. Let's talk. Let's talk technology in uh, in antique tractors. Yeah, and I I got to find out firsthand through the seat of my pants. Antique pulling is is RPM limited, but that's where it stops. The real limit is your imagination in terms of how much cubic inch you can push out of something. Stupid amounts. Stupid Stupid amounts. Stupid amounts. We're talking G6 Moline's 1,200 cubic inch. The rods are about this long. Case 800s that are 1,000 cubic inch. John Deere's right now G's 70s. When I remember going back 2000, I'm going to say going back 2004, 700 cubic inch out of a John Deere's G or 70 was unheard of. And one of the first ones came out of this area. And I drove Tony Capozo's John Deere 70 in a pole. I, I was probably 2012, somewhere in there, 700 plus cubic inch. And even then, it was amazing to me. Nowadays, with, with I'm, I'm just going to keep rolling with the John Deere thing. 1,005 cubic inch out of two cylinders mm-hmm. is the standard. And 1,125 is the coming build standard. I drove Craig Krebs' former G back this past September in an eight mile an hour class. And eight mile an hour, everybody's going, oh, whatever, you know, eight mile an hour, it's slow as shit, whatever. The thing's 800 plus cubic inch. The whole thing is throbbing underneath me. And I pushed the throttle forward to about 50% open, shoved the clutch lever forward. And it goes to the wheelie bars, no hands on the steering wheel, and I've got to ride this damn thing for probably 50 feet before it settles back down. And I'm, I'm, I still can't touch the steering wheel because I've got to get the clutch locked in and walk. I'm, I'm walking it out. This is not a clutch slam. I'm walking it out. And there's guys who are building these things to a thousand plus cubic inch. You just can't understand the engineering level that goes into this and what is happening in the antique world. And on top of that, I will say, and I will go to my grave with this, the best drivers in the world are speed limit antique pullers because they understand how much time it takes to react to something they can react to it and they can adjust and they can set up it's not point and shoot pulling prove me wrong but i'll fight you to the death they're the best drivers in the world yeah just just to kind of put that in perspective at say 11 25 you're knocking on the door of twice the cubic inch of a pro stock you know a pro stock 680 so it's not it's not quite twice but you're not far from it i mean that's some serious and literally two pistons in that thing two holes 
like pistons five gallon like, buckets. Yeah, I was gonna say pistons are about like five gallon buckets. Huge. Yep. With I'll show you. Uh, I'll find you that are three foot long. I mean, not really, but it's what they seem like. I've seen picture. some. I've seen some rods out of some of these Molines. That's some. That's some monster, monster metal. Tell you what, it's it's insane to be around those thousand plus cube uh, two bangers. If you're not ready for it, um, it'll it'll scare the bejesus out of you. And it's, um, it is Steve Queck did it. Steve Queck was warming up. And he's got a he's got I think a G or maybe a, or a seventy, where he he's over a thousand five G. What is it? He has a thousand five G. Is it that black? It's that black one, right? The the gray no, his un, unpainted. Okay, thousand so, five cubic inch. A couple of years ago, I'm walking through the the back wall or the back area of. Um, the Lancaster Center in uh, Lincoln, and Steve's just putting a little bit of heat in the motor at the Corn Husker, and I had my back turned to him, and he cracked the throttle, and I swear to God, I jumped two feet in the air. Unbelievable! Those yeah. things absolutely will shake the ground. Oh yeah, just unreal. Yeah, and they and they have such a you know you, you talk about like a throaty sound, like a real deep sound. That sound is like cavernous or whatever. It's just such a deep roar of that piston coming forward and hitting. It's just, it's unbelievable. You Harley guys uh, and and your uh, two bangers, you're lucky that uh, the deer guys can't rev like you guys do at stoplights. They'll blow your ass right off the bike. <laughs> it's nuts. Nice. Well, I can't find what I was looking for, but um, here's the deal. This coming weekend, we're going to do it in, uh, in Ingham County Fairgrounds in Mesa, Michigan. It's the, uh, the Michigan Winter Classic. This you, this event used to happen um, around Halloween time, and we had to push it back. The track that's in there is built by um, Jared Badoon, and it is the killer of killer tracks for antique bullying. You're going to find out how much horsepower you've got. Um, that's our good buddy, Alan Cruz, there on his Oliver 80 at Howell, Michigan, um, on, the, on the flyer designed by Brian Lively. But uh, you're going you're gonna to find out what it's about. We're going to do points classes Friday and Saturday this coming weekend. And Friday night, We've got uh, uh, some jackpot classes. They're going to offer some extra money for guys. Um, I hope everyone can come out. It's going to be me and Denver Getchy on mic, and I can't wait to get there. I need to get away from everything for obvious reasons and um, really couldn't ask for a better co-pilot than Denver to be there. He's, he's a good uh, – Good brother in Christ, and I need that. I need that. I'm going to stop talking because I'm going to cry. <laughs> Charles, I'm going to ask you an off-topic question, though. Um, well, not off-topic, on-topic. You you keep referring to these jackpot classes. How big do the pot get in some of those? 
it's usually winner take all and five thousand. Not bad. Five thousand. Yeah. It's it's not you know, it's not great money. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna oversell it. But uh the guys who jump in on something like that believe in what they're doing and and know what they can win. And uh, I really genuinely, I can't say it enough, I genuinely believe these guys can set up a tractor, look at a track, set up a tractor, and drive through 160 feet like no one on the, else on the planet can. I've been... I've been lucky once, once I was given the opportunity. I, I'd been announcing a show, an outdoor show, not indoor, uh, all day and was allowed the opportunity to drive a 521 cubic inch M on the, the near side track. And because I'd been watching all day, I said to the owner, I said, you know, let's if you're going to throw me on this thing, give me two cracks at it and let me have a practice run. And the, the, the early run was 4250, which is really light with an M. I mean, there was there was no way to oh, yeah. <clears throat> nothing, stupid, stupid nothing. Life. And uh, missed it, missed it by a hair. Came back for 4500. And on this particular night, it was, it was, I don't know, it was 450 some odd dollars to win. I said, I'm, I'm going to win this. I'm going to win this damn thing. And sure as shit, I did. Um, I let him have the money because his tractor, but I've got the hat. These guys can freaking drive. And I, I can't believe I did that. But it's all down to the stuff that I look at. It's the stuff that I look at at any poll. Doesn't matter whether it's antique or big show. I'm looking at the same things. How would I drive this track? What am What am I going to do if it was my ass in the seat? How am I going to attack this thing? And I've gotten into trouble with some guys over the years who have told me to shut the hell up because you're giving away the <laughs> and that tells me I'm doing it right. And I'm going to continue to do that, and 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 bring that to to every show that I'm I'm at. It's just, uh, it's it's cool. It's that extra thing. Everybody. <clears throat> I want to throw something out, Charles. Something interesting. You said you told the owner that if I'm going to drive it, I want a minimum of two shots at it. Okay. Who remembers last year? Well, I wouldn't. Last year it was earlier this year in February at Ship Shawana that Josh Blackburn shows up to drive a super farm. How many of you think that if he would have been there on Wednesday night to do a test hook on Wednesday night, it may have improved his performance when he actually pulled that super farm during regular competition? I'm oh, right yeah. there with I'm right there with you, Leroy. I think he would have he would have his as much as Blackborns are known for, for tech and knowledge and, and data, there would have been some serious seat of the pants. This is what my butt dino is telling me is going on. Mm -hmm. As much as he said, super farms suck. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. 
you know, after he made his pass there on the super farm, I went up and asked him, I said, obviously off mic. I said, so, so how was that? He goes, that was effing boring. <laughs> he would have jumped off that thing and, and he would have, he would have downloaded. He would have downloaded. And I'm sure that he did download on that team to, to just, throw everything that he felt and everything he knew. And it's, he, he comes from a place where he has the ability to slow down time, right? You know, he, he can, he can take a, a 45 mile an hour pass and, and understand everything that's going on underneath him. And for him to jump on something that's going 32 miles an hour, how much more absorption goes on there? That's that's the value that he brings, and 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 that's that's it's worth a lot that, that a guy like that can do that. I didn't mean to hijack your thread, but I just thought it was interesting that you told the owner, you know, if I'm going to drive it, I, I give me a minimum of two shots at it. So, no, you're right. It's it that's where it comes from, and you got to have more than one because I could sit there and watch that track all day long and say, okay, this is the line I need to take, but. Let me have that feel of your machine under my butt for one shot and and see if I'm what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling, what I'm what what the track is telling me is correct. And in the antique world, we can do that. Um, the, the high horsepower world, you can't. You, you're you're one and done. You've got to be right with that first shot. Um, but it was it was a reinforcement for me that. That my gut instinct is correct about what I'm seeing on tracks, and maybe only 50% of the time what I'm saying on the mic isn't total bullshit. The other 50%, eh, eh, meh. Yeah, I, hey, you know what? Let me find out. <laughs> so, uh, Leroy, who was who's whose tractor was that? Trip Downing? No, was that Trip's tractor that that no. he was. Trip brought his own. He broke on the in the um, test session Wednesday night. Who was it then? It was a green one, but I don't remember who he said it was. Well, it was one they were work. Was it one yes. they were working on in uh, yes. their shop? But it was a Cal. It was a California Super Farm, wasn't it? I think it was. It wasn't from around here, right? Uh, so one of one of our viewers, obviously Chris Baker, scrolling back, he he threw out a question. He says, "What does?" a 1000 plus cubic inch antique or whatever you want to call it. What, what What's the price tag on those? What are we looking at to uh, put together something that's running thousand cubes, uh, 1100 cubes? How much, how much do you want to spend? Yeah. yeah. How bad yeah. do you want to win? Mm -hmm. Honestly, I, I'm probably unqualified to actually answer that. Um, you're looking at a lot of crankcase machining, um, billet, well, no, they're not billet. They're recast jugs, mm -hmm. recast heads, billet crank, billet rods, billet pistons. Oh, there's only two, so it's not going to be that expensive. Eh, forty thousand bucks. Probably. I was thinking, I was thinking fifty or forty to fifty, is what what I was told. Yeah, I, I, I'd start I'd start at forty thousand dollars, and that isn't even going to take you into what you're going to have to machine out of the rest of the tractor, the aluminum you're going to have to pop, throw at it that's to get motor. it light enough. I mean... That's the yeah. engine. That's the engine. And also, be ready. 
because the, the antique world th these are ticking time bombs it's not a matter of if it's going to blow it's when and do you want your feet under that <laughs> when it goes me yes i'm in i'll drive the shit out of that I just it's such a thrill it, it just having done it it, it, is, it it honestly is such a thrill and yes i would assume that risk yes i would i'm gonna hijack the thread one more time bruce was talking about quote unquote jackpot classes um there was a jackpot class purse for the uh, three six diesel trucks at Oquaka, illinois earlier this summer and uh birthday boy brady ingram he's 18 years old today Brady Ingram won that jackpot class. And I know this is not going to be any shock to anybody that regularly watches this show or knows the Ingram family that uh, he could have taken all $5,000 home with him, but uh, he went around to the competitors in a class and spread the wealth out. So, but uh, yeah, oh, happy yeah. birthday, Brady. I don't know if you're watching, but uh, good Brady, kid. Happy birthday, buddy. Brady's yeah, happy birthday, birthday, Brady. Brady's, uh, he's on the basketball awesome. court tonight. He's on the basketball court tonight. Yeah. Okay. He's another one of those kids with otherworldly athletic abilities. Well, he enjoys playing basketball, but as we all know, baseball is his number one sport. He's a. Yep, that's his. That's his love. He's a stud out there on the baseball field, both at the plate and behind the dish too, catching. So. Yeah, and his dad will tell you that he is. As far as a driver, he is so patient. He said that's why he does so well. He will sit there and he waits and he waits. And Brad's like, I'm almost like, ah, I think it's going to go. And he, he gets in it. He said he is so much more patient than I ever was as a driver. And he waits until, because on those three six diesel trucks, and even when they switch to the big charger and run the super stock class, which is their plan for next year. Right. Good um, thing. Yeah. They are, he just, he waits, he, he feels that thing hook, and then he gets in it. And that's what the difference is. And, and Brad will tell you that all day long. He said he's just so patient in the seat. And it shows. And that, that goes to something that has been a, a topic of discussion. What's the ultimate driver's class within within the sport of pulling? I'm, I'm going to go out and say it. Super stock diesel four-wheel drive. Those guys have more horsepower on tap than they know what to do with on a tiny-ass tire. <laughs> They are the drivers. They are. Think I'm wrong? Drop in the comments. Wow, we've been going almost two hours. Mm-hmm. Did we get through everything on the list? Yeah, I think so. Uh, let's check. discuss amongst yourselves has there been any recent stupidity on pull-off that we need to roast not really no. not that i've seen no 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 nope it's been pretty uh pretty tame that's amazed balls yep. i am officially amazed well give it time the farm show list is coming out so hopefully yeah 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 yep, yep. and 
we can uh, and there won't be any light limited super stock on it guys sorry right that was, that was actually mentioned um, yeah i figured but yeah nope so we nailed everything we did yeah we did we, we cleared jason's list that was my list thank you oh jason's yeah, ryan ryan's jason approved list it actually was yes apologies my brother from the other mother yep nailed it all yeah we're good we're good all right are we gonna call that a wrap let's call it a wrap all right i think we should see y'all y'all stay out of trouble day. paul um be careful in the bathroom oh yes i've already got it all destroyed so now it's time to put it all back together so we'll figure it out there's so many jokes that we could make about this. Uh, we won't do them tonight. Bring them. Hi, right, guys. I'm used to it. See you. Charles, you in uh, Denver have fun this weekend? You bet. Ingham County Fairgrounds, be there. Let's rock Friday, Saturday. And then the ITPA people that are still hanging in watching, I'll see you guys at the Crown Plaza this weekend. Thanks for uh, letting me join tonight in my cameo appearance. <laughs> see you, Leroy. Thank All you right, for coming. Take care. In. See you.